0: Be fixed on you, our ears be ready to listen, and may we just have a heart uh, to see your kingdom um, and to be your people. In your name, amen. Please take a seat. Okay, so today we are wrapping up our series Christ, Mission and the Church Following Jesus on Mission Together. At the heart of this series um, was developing a clear and accurate picture of who Jesus is, our Christology. Um, This centred around Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Um, We then focused on mythology, uh, understanding what Jesus calls us to be and do, our purpose. And then last week, um, Andrew Andrew explained that we are called to do this together, in community with other believers. Um, The church, the ecclesiology, uh, that the church is us followers called out of our homes into public spaces Um, to partner with Jesus in his mission. So today we're going to wrap up this series with what it looks like daily to be followers of Jesus. Jesus was all about revealing the reality of the kingdom of God and inviting people into this reality. His his mission um, is reconciliation, bringing all things, restoring all things back to himself. And he actually invites us to partner with him See this reality. This become reality. We as Christ's followers are simply to be about Jesus' work, um, his business, his mission. You see, when you said yes to Jesus, probably without even realizing it, you became part of his body, the church. I know at ten when I said yes to Jesus, I did not understand that. wasn't even a thought. I just knew that I loved Jesus. Didn't realize I was stepping into so much more. Um, even if you don't go to a uh, if you don't attend a gathering regularly, um, you're part of his body. You know, his church is all about his mission. Um, it's not about a place. It's not about a congregation. It's about his mission. And as Christians, essentially, this is what we are to be about. Um, last week, Andrew said that he used to think being on mission was what missionaries did. There were special people sent. Um, called to, to faraway places, often not in Australia. I used to pray as a kid, please don't let that be me, please don't let that be me. Oh, I don't want to be a missionary. Um, anything else but that, please. I used to pray that, I remember that. Um, there was something about becoming a missionary that frightened me. And I can just picture God having a bit of a chuckle about my childlike prayers, um, because surprise, guess What? I am a missionary and so are you. Um, Congratulations, guys, you are on mission. Whether you realise it or not, you are. Um, We all have a part to play in bringing reconciliation. Um, You've been called out of your homes, sent into your neighbourhoods, workplaces and families, um, on mission, bringing Jesus wherever you are and go. Um, That's what we're invited into when we say yes. Joining Jesus and about what he is about. You know, at Coast Christian um, School, we just spent a whole term uh, unpacking how we are uniquely crafted to tell the story of Jesus, that we actually each have a part to play. And when we do our part using what God has given us um, and equipped us with, we tell or paint a much better picture of Jesus individually and collectively, um, whether where we live, work and play. Our focus was Romans 12, says, the body is made up of many parts and each of them has its own use. That's how it is with us. There are many of us, but we each play a part, we each are a part of the body of Christ as well as well as part of one another. We each have a unique part to play in the body and as the body, the church following Jesus on mission together. Um, we each have been gifted, equipped for what Jesus has invited us into. And we actually get to share this together. Um, we've all been issued with the same invitation, we've all been given the same mission, uh, to be about Jesus' work. And here's the thing, becoming a follower of Jesus and a part of his body, what you've been invited into doesn't change. Your mission stays the same. It doesn't matter what life challenges or changes come, your mission remains. doesn't matter your age, how long you've been a Christian, your situation, circumstance, workplace, education, career opportunities, health or family situation. Your mission, your purpose remains the same. You have said yes to Jesus. Essentially you've joined the family business and you actually now all are about doing his work wherever you go and are. Paul writes in Galatians, my old elf has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. So I live the in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians 3 says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with you with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you'll share In all his glory. My old self is gone. I have died to this life. It's Christ who lives in me and I am to set my sights on the realities of heaven. I'm now about doing his work. It's actually not about me any longer. It's not about you any longer. You know, within his body you have a unique part to play. My part is different to your part. You've been crafted, gifted and equipped, situated and empowered by Jesus and gifted the Holy Spirit to continue with what Jesus started so very long ago. And what's amazing at this whole process is that Jesus actually doesn't need us. We are not critical to his mission. None of us are critical to Jesus' mission. He continues to draw people to himself, regardless of us. But he actually invites us to participate. You know, in Mark we see the first interaction that Jesus has um, that's recorded with the disciples. And, and it says, And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Jesus issues an invite, but he doesn't just say follow. Jesus, in his very first invitation, paints a picture of what life looks like when you say yes to him. It's intentionally following and being on mission. It's a life for the sake of others. But... <laughs> But truly choosing to follow, the choice is totally yours, but um, truly choosing to follow uh, means that you're actually stepping into um, something bigger. You're saying yes to being about what Jesus is about, revealing the reality of the kingdom of God and bringing reconciliation. If there's anyone in the Bible who understood that they personally had a part to play, that he knew that he was on mission, it was John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist's personal part um, that he had to play in God's overall mission and story is recorded in all four Gospels. Um, His birth and his mission is foretold in Isaiah. And um, and he is a very unusual guy, um, to say the least. And I never thought other than him being a Jesus follower, I would have anything in common with John. Um, Because he is very quirky. Um, Definition of quirky. His food choices um, totally not something that I would ever choose to eat. Um, but regardless of his quickness and his unusualness, he totally understood what his part was to play. Um, yeah. He was to prepare the way for the Lord. Um, his own birth was a miracle. His parents were super old and they couldn't have children. They had prayed for a child, but, Beliz- but Elizabeth was way past... Um, time where she could actually give birth, physically give birth. And you can read about it in detail in Luke 1, just before the birth of Jesus. You see, John's dad, Zechariah, he was visited by the angel Gabriel. Um, and, and he said to Zechariah, um, the Lord has heard your prayer. Now, they would have prayed that prayer way before when they were actually um, a lot younger. And the Lord had heard your prayers and Elizabeth is going to give birth to a son, and then Gabriel goes on to talk about what John's life will look like. Um, and Zachariah he hesitates, he doubts, um, he's a little bit confounded. And because of his doubt, there's a circuit, that there's a consequence. He is made mute until John's um, birth. So imagine, here you are, Zachariah, you're um, visited by angel Gabriel. He tells you that your his very elderly wife is going to give birth and then you're mute and you have to go home and explain to your wife that surprise guess what God's going to give us a son and you can't speak so Jesus' mother Mary and um, John's mother Elizabeth are related and when Mary visits six-month pregnant Elizabeth to tell her she's going to give birth to God's son um, it, is recorded in, it is recorded that John in the womb leapt for joy at Mary's greeting. Even in the beginning um, of John's story, the timing of how God works and weaves things together for his purpose and good is evident in John's birth and mission in preparing the way for Jesus. John was on mission pre-birth. He came with a purpose. And it's actually the same for you and I. We're our mission pre-birth. We were uniquely crafted to be a reflection of Jesus, to bring his story of reconciliation wherever we are and go. We were knitted together in our mother's wombs, just like John, uniquely crafted and made in the image of God to be a reflection of Jesus. We all have a part to play in telling his story, just like John. Next week, next Sunday, as Andrew said before, we celebrate Jesus' birth that God in human form made his home among us. John's story is a significant part of the lead-up to Jesus' birth and later in the lead-up to Jesus' mission and ministry. Um, In John 1, it says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They were reborn, not the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. John himself was not the light, but he was sent to testify, to tell, to reflect. To bring the light so that others would recognise Jesus. John's mission was to prepare the way for the Lord. He spoke to those around him about the one who was coming. He testified as a witness of who Jesus truly is. He even had the privilege of baptising Jesus. Jesus was coming. John was sent to prepare the way so that others could recognise him. Guess what? Jesus is coming again. And we as his church, his body, are sent called out of our homes so that others can truly recognise Jesus and be reconciled to him. We each have a part to play in testifying to who Jesus truly is and what he has done, just like John. The other morning I was driving out in my street and you come to a part in the road um, where you can see that the ocean meets Copa's Headland. Um, and that day the water was very flat It was that perfect, glassy, um, almost mirror-like reflection of the sun reflecting off the water. With the light bouncing off um, the surface, the water was reflecting the sun. For me, there was actually something really profound in the picture that I saw as I was driving down the road. It was really profound to me. Um, I kept thinking thinking, shouldn't that be the way it is with us? That we are a visible reflection of the sun, reflecting and bringing light wherever we are and go. We ourselves are not the light, but we are to be a reflection of him wherever we find ourselves using what he's equipped us with in our own unique way to bring Jesus to others. In Matthew 5, it says, Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you out on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God this generous Father in heaven. Don't you just love how Eugene Peterson translates Matthew 5? Um, so simple. Could it be any clearer? Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt and light. We're here to be people... That we are here to give people a taste of Jesus, to bring out his colours and to bring out his flavours in the world around us. Um, you know, to be a light on a hill that draws people closer like a moth to a flame. We are here to be generous with our lives, who we are and what we have, causing people to see and experience Jesus. This is what daily mission looks like to live generously and love well. What a privilege, hey, to be made light bearers. Can you picture it? Jesus has actually made us his light bearers, calling us out of our homes onto hilltops, light stands to shine, to throw light, to draw people. To Jesus, And we do this by being open with others, being generous in love and with our lives wherever God has placed us. You know, what I love about this picture is that collectively this is what we're to do. One lantern can throw significant light. Um, but many lanterns together on a hilltop or a community or a neighbourhood or a sporting facility or even a school, um, the light they bring together can be blinding. You, ca- you can't miss it. It's like if you've ever flown at night and you look out the window, if you happen to be lucky enough to have a window seat, and you look out the window and you often you can see just tiny dots of light scattered around and there's you, know, you see a, hi- a house on a hill in a distance or in a valley here and there. Um, you know, they're tiny dots of light, but realistically from where you're sitting, <laughs> um, they're throwing a significant amount of light. Um, but the light is significantly different when you fly over a town. You, you can't help but notice that there's actually people there. And then if you've ever thrown in, um, flown into a major city like New York, for example, the light um, is almost overwhelming. You think you've arrived, but the light goes on and on and on and on. You can't miss it. That's what happens when we understand individually and collectively that is church, one church, one body, um, that we're actually all following Jesus together on mission. The influence we have, the reach our collective light um, has in wherever we've been planted, has lasting kingdom generational impact. We should be able to see the sun reflected in who we are and how we love. You know, in 1 in Peter it says, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You're a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. What a privilege to be made light bearers for Jesus. Remember in the, I think it was in the 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of those, um, some of you might not know, some of you probably weren't even born, um, but um, there was these bracelets, um, pens, uh, wristbands, and they had W W J D. What would Jesus do on them, right? Um, and <laughs> the thing is about these um, w- these bracelets is that um, these wristbands is that they were supposed to be a reminder that wherever you went, whatever situation you we um, were facing, whatever, um, whatever was happening, you needed to look at that situation through the lens of what would Jesus do. And I used to think these things were a little bit hypocritical because um, a lot of my friends would be wearing them <laughs> and there wasn't too much thinking about Jesus going on in whatever situation we were in. Um, what would Jesus do? It was pretty clear that they were, there was not much thinking about Jesus. Being a light bearer, Bringing out the God flavours and colours, showing the reality of life as part of the kingdom should come naturally from who you are, from the way that you love God and the way that you love others. Jesus will and has equipped you with all you need to do what he's asked you to do. Whether you find yourself, wherever you find yourself, be open to others, be generous in all ways, wherever God has placed you and others will experience Jesus in you. Mission The word for some, um, like my very young self, can have negative connotations. There is a stereotype that people can have on what mission and being a missionary looks like. As I said earlier, as a kid, being a missionary I I thought was scary. Um, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But inviting my friends to church or back in the day, girls' brigade, um, talking talking about a Jesus story at school or trying my best to bring value to others um, in my class... Uh, wasn't very. It was something that naturally came out of who I was um, because of the role models and the examples I had in my life. Um, I certainly didn't understand the word ecclesiology and I probably never have heard of any of the iology words. Um, I knew, I did know at 10 that the story of Jesus wasn't mine to keep but it was actually mine to tell. The kingdom of God needs missionaries to do what they do in far-reaching places. But being on mission is not exclusive to missionaries. It is the purpose of all Jesus followers. This is why you are here. To be light bearers. Right here, right now, where you live, work and play. It's not about you and it's not about me any longer. Christ's mission and the church following Jesus on mission together. Jesus has a mission. The mission has a church. We all have a part to play. We've all been uniquely crafted and equipped for that part where we live, work and play. To testify, to tell, to bring light so that others may recognise Jesus. Jesus is coming again. And we as his church, his body are sent, called out of our homes so that others can truly recognise Jesus and be reconciled to him. What a privilege to be invited into that. Following Jesus on mission together. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. Um, I thank you. What a humbling experience it is, Lord, for you to actually ask us to participate, um, that you do have a part and plan for us, that you've actually crafted us um, pre birth for this purpose, Lord, and that you invite us um, to follow you. And I just really pray, Lord Jesus, that we'll be people um, that do shine, that we'll be like a city on a hill that is, is, is visible to those around us, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as you um, draw people to yourself, Lord, that we'll be open to being used, um, that we will choose to put our trust in you and that we'll be open and generous with our lives, Lord Jesus. May we just um, represent you well and bring you honour and glory wherever we go. Thank you um, for inviting us. Thank you for the way that you love us. and. Um, And we just thank you for your son. In your name, amen.